to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, and entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Orzniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me on location here in Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and actress. This past February, she put out an album entitled I Wonder. Last year, she had put out an EP that had a bonus track co-written and produced by Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Approximately a year and a half ago, a single for the holidays that she had released got airplay on thousands of stations worldwide. She has written songs for TV and film, including having had a song placed on the Canadian TV show Deborah. She has a handful of sponsors and last year performed up and down the east coast of the U.S. as well as in Ireland. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Wildflower. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Bryce Hitchcock. Hello, glad to be here. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming out and doing this today. Uh, talk about that song that was just playing called Wildflower. Yeah, so Wildflower. Um, it's actually funny because I got the inspiration from that from a book. I believe it's called uh, Name of the Wind. And there's a character in there that talks about how um, guys always give him roses all the time, but she hates roses because it's just like that's the obvious choice to give a girl. Um, and I kind of related to that statement because I feel like a lot of times people see me in pictures and stuff and they just assume that I'm like a normal, like pretty girl or whatever. Um, but there's a lot more to me. So Wildflower is kind of about that, um, saying that I don't want roses, I want a wildflower. That's who I am. So. That's what that song's about. I like it. I like it. Um, you just performed outside on the reverb stage here at the Summer NAM show. Uh, how was it for you? Um, was it your first time doing that? How did you get the opportunity? Those types of things. Yeah, um, it was really great. Um, had a great response from the crowd. I had a band backing me up, which is always fun. I play a lot of shows acoustically, so um, it was cool to have a band again. Um, yeah, so uh, that came about from um, some of my sponsors. They basically will nominate me to go play, and then the people that run NAMM will uh, listen to my music and decide who fits best to go on the stages. Um, so yeah, this was my first time playing the stage, which was really awesome. Um, I haven't played a main stage here at NAMM before. I've played at some um, smaller stages here, so that was kind of a really cool thing to be able to do nervous at all when you saw what a, what a big, cool stage it was out there? Um, not really. It's funny, I don't really get very nervous. I don't think I ever have when I'm on stage. Wow. I'm actually less comfortable um, just like one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, right now with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with you specifically. You creep me out. Um, but I, I tend to be more comfortable like on a stage, so I don't get that nervous. Okay, I'm going to have to do like a best of show and have it in it. And then... Bryce Hitchcock was my guest when she said, you creep me out. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, I don't want to forget about this because there's so much to get into as far as your music, but I mentioned in the intro that you're an actress. In fact, IMDb lists 22 actress credits for you. Wow. 
Um, just talk about that whole side of Bryce Hitchcock. Yeah, um, I actually got into acting when I was about six or seven, I think. Um, my mom did costuming for community theater in Nashville, and uh, I remember there was one show they needed like a ton of kids for, and they asked me if I would be interested in doing it. My mom was like, oh no, she's too shy, she wouldn't be interested. But I was like, you know what, I'll try it, why don't, not? Don't speak for me, Mom. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know me. <laughs> Um, but I ended up doing it, and I loved it, and that's actually part of how I got into the music side of it. Um, so the acting stuff kind of came first in that way. I played instruments and sang before, but not really seriously, or like on a stage for anybody. Um, so I think being on stage kind of showed me how much I enjoy entertaining. Um, and then uh, I went out to Los Angeles for three years, I think I lived out there, and uh, worked on quite a few things. Um, one of the you, most lived, you lived out there, you weren't going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, um, wow. we went back and forth for a while, um, but then we just kept getting called back out there, so we ended up staying for a while. Um, I actually worked on a lot of voiceover stuff, um, so I did a video game called Final Fantasy Zero, which was really awesome, because that's a huge series of Japan. Um, yeah, ton of stuff like that. So then why did you not stay out there? What brought you back well, to Nashville? Honestly, when I got to a certain age, I kind of realized that music was more my passion. Um, also, I didn't, I didn't like feeling constricted. Like um, with the acting stuff, you have to wait for someone to, you know, give you an audition or whatever. You can't just work on it at any time. So I kind of liked the freedom that music gave me. So I could write any time. I could always record music. I could always perform. Like there's nothing really stopping me or. But do you still act now, though? I mean, are you still taking acting work if it comes your way? Yeah, yeah, I still do act. Um, I'm hoping to get back into the voiceover thing for a bit because I haven't done that in a while, and I enjoy that a lot. Um, but I do act still, and I enjoy it a lot. And the acting that you're doing, is it, um, is it local stuff? Is it TV, film? You know, how are you, because you do have this, this budding music career, how are you going out and finding, or is someone finding acting opportunities for you? Yeah, so I have um, an agent and manager, um, and I actually audition for a lot of stuff here in the Southeast. There's a lot of work in Atlanta, and of course the show Nashville is now out here, so I audition for that a few times, and uh, there's stuff in New Orleans, basically all the Southeast I have covered, and I can wow. get to pretty easily. Um, stuff in Los Angeles I still audition for, but I'll send in like tapes, and then they'll look at me for that kind of stuff, and then I'll go in if I need to. Um, so yeah, it keeps me busy for sure. <laughs> well, and you know, it makes me think of my interview with uh, Katie Bell, who is out of Atlanta and does modeling, and was saying that really she has found that one feeds the other, that she'll get something where she thinks that she's just going there for modeling, and all of a sudden they need someone to perform. And they say, oh, we didn't know that you're a performer, and yeah. lo and behold, uh, listeners, this is episode 175, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to that conversation. But it sounds like maybe you're saying that, yeah, one does kind of feed the other. Yeah, sure. Um, I go out for a lot of stuff where they want, like, a singer or a songwriter. Um, and it definitely is cool to be able to do both at the same time, because I do enjoy doing both of them. So if I'm able to do everything. But are you saying, are you saying, um, actual castings where they are looking for yeah. to cast a singer? Yeah. <laughs> How ironic is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, that's me. <laughs> well, I got this. Uh, I act and I sing, so when do I start? <laughs> wow, that's really cool. That's, uh, but again, you know, those are kind of, 
I, I liken it to, I said this on a recent interview uh, with um, Tina Perez, which I believe was episode um, 180, where she was saying that she lived in New Jersey and everybody was singing in Spanish and because she sang in English, that made her stand out. And I said, it's kind of like when you go for a job and they look at your resume and they see that you speak Spanish, maybe that's what helps you land the job. But in your case, people could say, well, I'm a really great actor, but if they don't sing like you do, then you, know, you kind of have a little bit more on your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I guess, you know, just like we did a little over a month ago on episode 177 uh, with singer-songwriter Mae Tatro from pseudo, like, Daytona Beach area in Florida. She's only 17 years old, but she talked about already having two local and two national sponsors. Uh, Bryce, let's keep your sponsors happy and take a minute for you to tell the listeners who all you have, as well as maybe like a, a tip that you might have for anybody who's listening that is themselves an up-and-coming performer that wants to know how to get sponsors. Yeah. Um, so some of my sponsors, uh, my biggest one is actually John Page Guitars, which he does electric guitars. He was, um, started Fender Customs back in the 80s, and uh, he started this line of uh, manufactured guitars instead of just the custom ones, so they can be more affordable for everyone. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. I love them. It's funny because I usually play acoustic guitars, but I really like this one. Um, it has kind of a jazzy, bluesy feel, which is cool. Um, I also have acoustic science strings. Um, they're really cool. Um, I actually go to school also uh, for material science and engineering, and the guy that heads the company, that was his major at school, and um, he created a new treatment for strings, so they aren't coated, um, which gives it kind of a weird like tone and feel, um, but they still last just as long as coated strings, if not longer. Um, I have hip bands, uh, which are basically bracelets that you can put picks in, um, which is awesome for when you're wow. playing on stage, so you can kind of swap them in and out. If wow. you have one where you're not using picks, one where you are, or if you accidentally drop a pick, you have another one ready to go. Um, and then, of course, I have Daisy Rock Guitars, um, which they do uh, girl guitars, which is really cool because um, they're trying to raise awareness of women in the music industry. And finally, I have Patrick Butcher, which does straps. Um, they do guitar straps, they also do camera straps, um, if you're interested in that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, very pretty. But, so I have two questions for you. One is, you mentioned two different guitar companies, so... Is it not a conflict? No, so um, the the agreements that I have are non-exclusive, so that means that I can have multiple like guitar contracts, which I personally think is really good um, because I like having different sounds from different instruments. Like sometimes I'll go out and play and I'll play one kind of guitar and it has more of like a bassy sound, and then I'll want another one that's a little bit lighter. Um, so personally, I just have non-exclusive deals right now. Um, also, John Page just does electric guitars, and Daisy okay. Rock mostly does acoustic okay. stuff. So, okay. yeah. Well, that makes it a lot easier because I was running this scenario through my head where, and mind you, I'm someone that overthinks stuff way too much, but I was thinking that, okay, brokers, they can't be at every one of her shows, so they can't say, hey, you played their guitar 75% or 25%, so I thought, well, they could see pictures, though, and say, you know, all the posts, pictures that you post online, you seem like you're always playing the other companies, when are you going to play ours, but I guess the, the electric acoustic thing really kind of helps solve that. Yeah, I think also a lot of people that play guitar, that work at companies and stuff, they understand that you get different sounds from different instruments. So if you can get a non-exclusive deal, that's kind of the best way to go also. 
Yeah, because I, I was starting to think, you know, when you were saying before about being an actress and not liking some of the constraints yeah. versus those that don't exist as a songwriter, I was thinking, well, you hate to be on stage and tell yourself, wait a minute, I better play this song because I use the other company's guitar for that, and I feel like I'm not, it's like, that shouldn't be in your mind when you're on stage. Yeah. Well, so the other question then was, I mean, that's a, that's a very long and impressive list. How are you getting all of these sponsors? Um, well, part of it is actually coming to NAMM and talking to some of the people here in the booths. Um, but also, I think if you're really passionate about a company, um, just do your research and find out who runs like the artist part of it, and contact them. Send them emails, bug them, <laughs> send them a video of you playing with their stuff, and hopefully they respond back to you. If they don't know hard feelings, they probably didn't even read the email. <laughs> um, but I think that's probably the best way to do it: is just show that you're passionate about it and just try. See, I like that you said that because I was thinking, okay, there's going to be listeners who are going to say, well, she's in Nashville, and the summer NAMM show takes place in. Nashville, but I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I can't fly to Nashville, or I can't yeah. fly to Winternam in Anaheim. So you're saying you don't have to be there in person. Do it online if you're yeah. really passionate, and you know, be um, patient, polite, professional, but persistent. That's yes. my four P's approach that I always talk about personally. But um, do you, have you found because the impression is that. Every company is getting bombarded by so many musicians that all want some sort of deal with them. Do you find that when you do approach them that they are somewhat open and receptive or or, or did you have to really, I don't want to overstate it, but get aggressive to let them know like, hey, not only am I here, but this is why you want to do business with me. I think it honestly depends. With some of the smaller companies, they're definitely receptive to it because um, they're looking for people to represent them and to get the word out about their products. Um, some of the bigger ones, it's definitely harder. That's why I think like sending a video of you playing or something and showing that you have skill and talent is really important because otherwise you're just another person in the crowd of people. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just uh, words on a screen meaning in an email exactly. where they're saying, okay, you say you're good, but everybody says that. No yeah. one's going to write in and say, I'm bad, but if you sponsor me, I might get better. <laughs> Yeah, not, not a great approach there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's good. I, I wonder, at any point, um, because it seems like it's all everyone wants to talk about these days, you have a very good social media following, by the way. Thank you. Um, does that ever come into the conversation? Do they look in, right in front of you? Do they, oh, I think they did it when I walked away? Or do they ask you right out what's your social media following Again, on? it depends on the company. I've had some companies like, oh, you need like this many followers and this much, this many likes on Facebook in order to get something. Which, you know, I mean, it does help if you have more of a following because they're like, oh, well, people will actually see the product. But I think, again, like some companies are more receptive to just, if you're good, they'll try to help you as much as they can. Yeah, that's good, that's good to hear. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me on location today here at the Summer NAMM Show in Nashville is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and actress Bryce Hitchcock. Visit her online. Her official website is brycehitchcock.com. Obviously, her first name is spelled B-R-Y-C-E. If you're driving right now, you can't write that down. Obviously, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device so that you can go to brycehitchcock.com. And as we were just talking about social media, yes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and remind me when I'm done with this, 
two YouTube channels. Yeah. Uh, you can hear her music streaming on Spotify, although as an independent artist who wants to make money and not buy the penny, please purchase her music. It is available on iTunes. Speaking of purchasing music or books or anything whatsoever, if you're going to go to Amazon, please start at nhte.net. Click on the tall Amazon banner to get there. And yes, it will open the app if you're doing it on your phone. They will be kind enough to kick back a few pennies to me for the show. If you love the show so much that you want to make a contribution on your own, please support through the Patreon campaign. It's at patreon.com slash nhte, or just go to nhte.net. There is a Patreon button there. It is right next to the button to join our Facebook group, where you can go and talk about the show with other listeners. There are some musicians in there as well. If you want to write into the show, heck, just write in just to tell me that you're listening. I don't even care if you have anything to say or not. I just want to know you're out there. The email address is podcast at nhte.net. Remember that at nhte.net there is a e-newsletter that you can sign up for. And you don't have to sit in front of your computer to hear the show. It is available on a number of platforms. There's icons there at nhte.net that you can click on to go and get it from for free, of course. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And, of course, our social media. And, yes, there are icons for all of these at nhte.net. Our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. So before I forget, Bryce, um, two YouTube channels? Yes, I do have two channels. Reason being? Um, one, when it started off, one was originally for covers and like just live videos, and the other was more for music videos. Um, now there's been some crossover between them, just because I forget which channel I'm logged into, honestly. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I have two YouTube channels. One is the Bryce Hitchcock, and the other is Lyrical Moon Music, which is my... Um, publishing company that I have for my writing. Wow, nice. Yeah. You listen to this, listeners, this is, this is amazing. You started performing at age seven, and we're doing session work here in Nashville for Sony and Warner at age eight? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so when I was seven, I ended up getting with a performance group in Franklin, Nashville area. Um, and basically we'd go out and sing at different venues, including, you know, fairs or, like, different things like that. And I happened to be at one of those things, and this guy apparently heard me. And one day, my mom and I were in a Chinese restaurant, and we get this phone call. It's this guy, he's like, hey, I'm with Sony, and I heard your daughter sing. My mom's like, um, we're eating. I'll call you later. Because she didn't believe it was really, you know, uh, a okay. But she got his name, and she asked around to some of the people that we happen to know are in the music business in, in Nashville. And they were like, no, that guy's actually a real person. She's like, oh, okay, I guess I better call him back then. Um, so she called him back, and uh, I believe I sang for him over the phone or something. And he was like, awesome, yeah, you should come in for like this project or whatever. Wow. And so I started singing on a bunch of different things um, around town. Um, a lot of it was for like children's projects and stuff, or um, different Christian projects. Like, I did a lot of stuff for Lifeway. I did something for Benny Tales. Um, and I did a lot of uh, charity stuff for Habitat for Humanity, things like that. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you, this, this reminds me, again, I mentioned listeners a few minutes ago about my conversation with Tina Perez a few weeks ago in episode 180, and she was saying about how she got to perform at Carnegie Hall when she was in high school, and I said, you know, did you know at the time, like, what a big deal it was? So for you, did you did you get it at the time, being that young, like, oh my gosh, I'm singing for Sony? I don't think it fully clicked with me. Like,
like, I knew it was weird. I knew it wasn't something that normal kids did, but I didn't really think I thought it was anything special necessarily. I was just like, oh, this is just something that I do, you know, every week or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think it ever fully clicked until later when I looked back on it and I was like, you know, that's actually kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, similar to three weeks ago on episode 179 with Kat Ridgway, who is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist in the Orlando, Florida area and plays seven different instruments. Wow. Bryce, well, wow for you. You play four. Yeah. Tell the listeners which ones you play and maybe sort of put them in order in terms of most prevalent. Right. So um, my number one instrument right now is guitar. I play that at all my shows and uh, that's my kind of go-to. Um, and then after that, I'd say ukulele because um, it's very portable, first of all, so I can take it to all my shows without any issues. Um, also, it kind of gives like a fun vibe, islandy. Um, after that, I'd say piano. Um, I haven't been playing that as much since I was younger, um, partially because of the lack of portability. I decided maybe I should go with guitar instead. Um, and then when I was very small, I started playing violin. Um, and I still play it occasionally, but I'm no, you know, maestro or anything. <laughs> but I still enjoy playing it. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of violin virtuosos, shame on me, we're about halfway through the interview, and I have failed to mention, um, listeners, as you heard me say, we are on location in Nashville at the Summer NAMM show. If you missed the series from earlier this year, when I was in California in January at the Winter NAMM show, go back and listen to live recordings that we did, episodes 156 through 167 uh, out west including, among many, many others, Mark Wood, who is, uh, <laughs> to say he's a, a violin virtuoso is, is putting it mildly, but there's a real nice array of interviews that were done there. Jordan Rudis, who's a keyboard player for Dream Theater. Uh, Aileen Quinn, who has Aileen Quinn in The Leapin' Lizards. She played Annie in the movie Annie back in 1982, I believe. So uh, go and check those out, episodes 156 through 167. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus, wow, shame on me. I'm shocked that in more than 180 episodes of the show, I have not said this yet. But for Pete's sake, do not have your personal Facebook page as one of the social media platforms that you send people to. For the 18th time, you are a business. What happens in your personal life goes on your personal Facebook page, and what you do as a performer goes on your music Facebook page, and that's the one you should have links for people to go to. Why would you want random strangers going and sending you friend requests instead of building up a following, having them like your page, keep them separate? And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to 
www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Let's get into your new album called I Wonder. Tell the listeners all about this release. Yeah, so um, this just came out in February, and there's 13 songs on it. So it's actually 12, and then there's a bonus track, which just makes it 13. I'll just call it 13. Um, and yeah, I have it on iTunes, and on my website, and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so before, up until this point, I had done some EPs and stuff, but I hadn't really done a full album. And I looked, and I was like, you know, I have a lot of songs. I should just make an album. Um, so I've actually been recording in Ireland. Wow. Um, wow. Even though I live in Nashville, which is Music City. But, <laughs> I know. Um, this makes too much sense. Let's go do it in Ireland. Yeah, but I was kind of looking for like different sounds, and um, so I'm looking for a different producer and actually manager in the area. His name's Finn Daly. Um, he mentioned there's this guy named Stuart Gray in Ireland that I should check out, and I'm like, sure, I'll take a trip to Ireland. Why not? <laughs> actually recorded um, four out of five songs on my last DVD, Clear, with him, and um, he just kind of clicked really well, and uh, the sound was really cool, so I decided, you know, when I do my full album, I want to go back out and do it there. Um, so, did that. <laughs> and how long, how long, you know, was the process in terms of actually being there in Ireland recording? Because obviously you can't go to Ireland and just stay there for months and months. Yeah. So, I went, um, two weeks in December of I guess, 2015, yeah, December 2015, I went for two weeks and recorded four of the songs. And then I went back for almost three weeks and recorded the other um, nine, I can't count, <laughs> nine songs. Um, so yeah, that, that trip was pretty crazy. But um, we got everything done somehow. And, uh, Tell me about the conversation that you have with mom when someone here in Nashville tells you about a guy that you should work with who's in Ireland. Oh, she was excited because she wanted to go to Ireland too. Ah, okay. <laughs> so she came with me. Um, I actually had been there one other time because my cousin went to grad school there and we went and we absolutely loved it and wanted to go back anyway. So What a bizarre like, coincidence. Yeah. And it's funny because even though it's a different country, it's actually not that far because it's only like an hour or so um, more of a flight than going to Los Angeles. So well, when you put it that way, you might as well. Yeah. See, and well, the, the vision that I had in my head was you telling your mother, so and so told me that I should go and work with this guy. He's in Ireland, and her saying Ireland. You know, you, you couldn't go say you can say New York. It has to be in a whole another country. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was actually pretty receptive to the idea. Okay, so go back to last year. I've, I've got to hear this story about your having gotten the opportunity to do a track with Tom Peterson of Cheap Trick. Yeah, so um, I was actually playing, um, I guess, the year before last year um, at Summer Nam at a showcase. It was called the She Rocks Showcase, um, which is run by the Women in Music Network, which is basically... Um, a network of women that support each other in the music business, and so they held this showcase. And um, one of my friends apparently was friends with Tom Peterson and his family, and she invited them to come out and watch. Um, and he watched the show and he was like, "Wow, you're really great, whatever." Um, and then we ended up. Actually... Did you know that he was going to be there? 
I didn't know he was going to be there until okay. after he was there. <laughs> okay. But uh, we ended up becoming pretty good friends with their family. And then one day we were over at his house and we were like, we should write a song. I'm like, okay, yeah. So we went upstairs, we wrote a song in like an hour or something, I don't know. <laughs> and then um, he offered to produce it, so he did that. Um, he also does some uh, stuff on the track there, uh, some feature stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, and he did all that here in Nashville? Yeah, here in Nashville. Which yeah. is really cool. And was it just a, a terrific experience? Yeah. Dumb it was question. Really great. <laughs> it was really great. He's a really, really nice guy, which is good because you meet a lot of not so nice guys in the business. Um, but he's a, he's a creep really like me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, check out episode 176, my interview with Bonnie Paul, where she said that she had never written a song before, and someone said to her, we should write a song together. It was a guy named Randy Travis. Oh, well that's nice. That's so, nice. yeah, so you know, Randy Travis, Tom Peterson, you know, these people are just hanging out, looking to, to work with, with the Bryce Hitchcocks and the Bonnie Pauls of the world. <laughs> you gotta love it when those things work out. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me on location today here at the Summer NAMM show in Nashville is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and actress Bryce Hitchcock. Please check out our official website. It's BryceHitchcock.com, B-R-Y-C-E. And then, of course, lots of social media for Bryce. She is on Facebook, she's on Twitter, she's on Instagram, and as you heard her describe, she does have two different YouTube channels. Please find her music. It's streaming on Spotify, but then purchase it, please from iTunes. This show, we do appreciate you doing your shopping at Amazon by starting at nhte.net. Click on the tall Amazon banner to get over there. We really appreciate your contribution financially through a Patreon donation. Our campaign is at patreon.com slash nhte. At nhte.net, you will find a button to get over to the Patreon campaign, a button to join our Facebook group. And I was not kidding. Please send an email to podcast at nhte.net. What do you like about the show? What don't you like? What do you want me to keep doing? What do you want me to stop doing? Uh, nhte.net is also the place to sign up for the e-newsletter, and it's also the place to find icons to get the show instead via iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And, of course, our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Icons for all of those at nhte.net as well. Bryce, you attended the premiere of Camp Cool Kids. What's what's the connection there? Um, So I actually was in Los Angeles recently, and uh, one of my friends from here happened to know the director of the movie. And so I went to that premiere. It was really great. It was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> but is it um, just going there because somebody knew the right somebody and you go? Or do you say, this could be an opportunity for me singer-wise, acting-wise? Yeah, well, it's, it's both, honestly. Um, so yeah, whenever you go on those red carpets events, um, they'll take pictures of you. They'll do interviews and stuff like that, which is always a great chance because you never know who's going to happen to be looking at the internet and see your picture and wonder, who are you? And go listen to your music and find you. <laughs> okay, here comes, here comes like all the dumb questions. Okay. Because I see all that red carpet stuff and I wonder, you know, how do you get to walk the red carpet? How do you get to be somebody that, like, how do you know that I'm walking the red carpet and I, I am allowed to, somebody has given me the okay to stop and pose for pictures. How do the photographers know who everybody is that's walking by? Okay, so to get on the red carpet, usually you have 
have to work with a PR person, which sometimes can be costly. Um, we've happened to had a few connections that were made a little bit cheaper than normal, which is good. Um, also, um, as far as knowing who everyone is, usually they actually hold up signs with your name on them, and it'll say like what you do or what you've been in if you're an actor. Um, and so somebody probably held up a sign that said Bryce Hitchcock, singer and actress. Exactly. Okay. And then they take a picture of that, and they take pictures of you, and then they post them somewhere <laughs> on the internet. You have to find them later. Yeah. But do you feel like a model at that point? Like, like, uh oh, I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, like, uh oh, I need to know how to pose. I need to know how to stop, and you know who to look at. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think just like having like a signature thing that you know how to do so that they don't get a really bad picture of you is good. Um, and in general, they'll have them kind of be in a line and they'll each like take a turn taking a picture of you. So they're not like too aggressive. It's not like TMZ people like popping out and like taking pictures of you. They're not trying to get a bad picture. So that's good. Was it fun though? Yeah, it is fun. Was it a blast? Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, um, um, and it's okay if the answer is no, but did anything come out of it? You know, business cards or people approaching you and saying, like, hey, come um, on. Well, I did talk to the director for a bit. Um, I don't know if anything's going to come out of that yet, but, you know, maybe I can get a song in a movie or something soon, um, which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, nothing yet. We'll see. <laughs> so is that a case of could it lead to another red carpet walk or whatever it's called? Possibly, yeah. Can't hurt, right? Can't hurt, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get back to um, some of this music stuff as far as, I mentioned back in the intro about a song placement of yours. So how does a girl down here in Nashville get a song placed up on a Canadian TV show? Yeah, so uh, that was actually, I think, the first song that I wrote. And I wrote that with um, a lady named Michelle Weiss-Maslin who lives in Los Angeles, because that was when I was out there for a bit. Um, and she's a machine. I mean, she places things in everything. Um, basically, uh, if there's a show or a movie or something that you think your song would fit in, um, you can email it to them and just be, again, aggressive with it. But not too aggressive, not mean, but just um, keep sending it in. And uh, they happen to like the song. They actually wanted to use it for the theme song. There's a Canadian wow. law that they have to have a Canadian performer doing the song. Um, and I think a Canadian writer too. So they were like, well, we'll just put it in the show. So it was in the show, which was awesome. Because, um, again, that was the first song I wrote. So um, it was good to have that validation that I actually could write. Um, and it made me want to pursue it more, for sure. And how did you get hooked up with her in the first place? Um, I actually met her through my vocal coach who lives here. Um, her name's Kim Wetsandowski. And I was mentioning that I wanted to start writing. And uh, she brought up her name and we contacted her. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, this is one of those episodes where I wish this was a video podcast because the look on Bryce's face, everything is just so matter-of-fact, like, it's not a big deal. And I know there's listeners out there who are performers themselves that are saying, I'd love to get a song placed in, in TV and film. I'd love to get sponsors. I'd love to, et cetera, et cetera. And you just seem like, which I guess is, is, is kind of strange. I'm, I'm doing a bad job of giving you a compliment because... <laughs> You know, you can't be overwhelmed by all this. And, you know, like I said, I asked you, were you nervous out there on that big stage? <laughs> yeah, I've learned, I think, from having a lot of things end up being disappointing, you kind of learn to just take things for what they are. 
and um, I don't know. I'm also like a very humble person. I say I say that so humbly. <laughs> I'm a humble person, so I don't really think too much of what I've done. I guess until other people bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I guess that was a big deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I want to get back to because because this is really neat. You were saying earlier that, that you're studying materials science and engineering, and so with that company, you actually. Are going to you're planning to be part of future product development with them? I'm actually interested in working with them potentially. Um, I haven't done anything with them so far, um, but I am looking into that for sure because I think it'd be really cool to be able to incorporate my left brain and right brain together <laughs> um, by working on something that's music related because I think that's really cool. Or uh, I'll call it a semester uh, or um, a, an internship. I mean, what's is, is the goal for for you not a a 100% full-time career in music and or acting? Yeah. So my goal is to have a full-time music career, but I have always been a believer in having a good backup plan. <laughs> also, um, I am a big nerd, so I like feeding the like math and science parts of my brain. Um, so I'm still going to school while I can, but I figure, you know, if I end up having to go on tour, like, something really big happens, and I can always, like, stop for a bit. Um, but I've always been really passionate about getting a degree. Um, I think it's really good, and it helps kind of round you out as a person. Um, so far, it's been a really good experience for me, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so on a related note, as you see me looking down at the show floor of NAMM, what will you do here? Are you going to walk around and look at everything? Is it is it trying to find more sponsors? Is it I'm just interested in seeing what the latest stuff is? Is it is it both? What what are your what are your plans yeah, while so this think, is going on? I think a little bit of both. Um, I always just like kind of looking around and sightseeing, people watching. <laughs> um, also just seeing what kind of new gadgets and stuff they're coming out with. Um, yeah, I think mostly just looking around, and then if I see something that really interests me, maybe getting a sponsorship. We'll see. <laughs> And uh, the, the Winter Nam show in, in California, do you have your eye on that or, or just this one because it's in your backyard? I've been to that one before. Um, we didn't end up going this year. I'm not sure if we'll go next year. It kind of depends. That one's a little bit overwhelming for me. <laughs> so we'll have to see what comes of it. Um, but possibly. I know, eventually. <laughs> and uh, before we close, anything about the new album that, that we didn't talk about, or, or will there be extensive, I'll say, I'll call it touring done? Are you just going to continue to play a lot here, or are you looking at because, you know, there's lots of destinations that you've been to? Um, well, I know uh, next, yeah, next weekend I'm actually going up to Virginia, and I'm going to play at the Chicotee Blueberry Festival, which should be fun. Um, yeah, playing several festivals and places. It's mostly in the southeast, just because that's a little easier for me to, you know, drive. Um, I also played um, fairly recently up in Boston, um, in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, wherever wherever the winds take. <laughs> well, we're gonna close today with a song of yours entitled "Over." So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Yeah, so this one's a dark, depressing breakup song, basically, <laughs> um, which is funny because I haven't had really any relationship issues so far, um, but I, I do have a vivid imagination, so yeah, this one's called Over for a Reason. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say, if it's not derived from a personal experience, is it is something you created, or is it I've observed enough friends, or... Um, yeah, so I'm... 
really young still, and I don't have that much life experience, so I do a lot of my writing from things that I read or that I watch or that I've seen my friends have happen. Um, so I kind of take inspiration from a bunch of different sources. Very good at getting very into like TV shows or something. Like, too emotionally involved and then I'll write like five songs about it. So it's it's good. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's let's hijack the end of the show here first because I, I don't I don't want to finish now because you know we have talked a lot on the show about. I've, I've had guests on who were very young and have said, you know, that thing about you can't write songs about life experiences that you can't have had yet, but you sound like you do enough co-writing that I wonder, how does that work when there is a song that's going to be written that you're going to be a part of that presumably you're going to be the one to perform it? Do you, do you, does that factor in where you go, well, hold on a minute, because I don't know if people are going to believe this coming from me. I think... When I'm writing the song, it doesn't really ever come into my head, honestly. Because um, I think I understand a lot, even though I'm young. I feel like I understand a lot of people's at least emotional experience going through things. Um, so I don't know, when I'm writing, it's kind of a different thing. I have like a 30-year-old woman inside of me <laughs> writing the song. Um, well, but does the co-writer ever, has a co-writer ever said to you, well, hold on a minute, I'm not sure, and, and, and have you ever actually stopped and put the pen down and had a conversation about the fact that, I don't know if this is... I think, um, in general, if I'm writing with another person, they're aware of how old I am, and they'll usually, like, think about that when they're writing. Um, since I'm already that young, I already think like that, so I don't have to do much adjusting. Um, <laughs> But I don't think there's ever really been like a specific conversation about it or anything. It's just kind of whatever comes out, comes out. Okay. Well, Bryce, thanks so much for doing this today, and uh, it was great to meet you. Yeah, and nice continued best wishes with all that you're doing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm truly grateful to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and actress Bryce Hitchcock. Do visit her official website, BryceHitchcock.com, and again, B-R-Y-C-E, BryceHitchcock.com. Please engage with her on social media, so that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram, subscribe to her two YouTube channels, watch and like the videos on there. Don't forget that her music can be heard streaming on Spotify, and please purchase it. Bryce's music is available on iTunes. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes is how you share on that platform. You can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show, too. Go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net, those being Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. Check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net as well. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Bryce Hitchcock. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Over.
'Cause it's so.